0: I'm Pat McKay, and this is Providence Ventures Radio, where we talk about funding the future of healthcare, a podcast that dives into healthcare technology and the process that helps it scale and thrive, which at this particular moment feels quite relevant as healthcare workers and the rest of us grapple with the realities of the COVID-19 pandemic. We have two guests with us today, Kolmeet Singh from Twistle and Dan Gallis from Providence Ventures. Thank you both for being on the program.
1: Thank you. Thanks for doing this.
0: Kolmeet, you've spent the last decade in healthcare IT strategy, mergers and acquisitions, and product creation. Originally, you founded MedRemote, a company changing the economics of medical transcription using the internet and speech recognition. You have degrees in economics from the University of Chicago and computer science from Columbia University. And you are currently the CEO and one of the founders of Twistle, the subject of today's podcast. So again, welcome, Colme.
2: Hey, thank you for the opportunity to share. Good to be here.
0: So I just want to point out right from the start here that your company, Twistle, is currently working on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. You've developed your own care automation and remote, uh, and that's a very important word there, remote Patient monitoring platform that ultimately protects and relieves overburdened healthcare professionals and gives patients uh, peace of mind. It's a much welcome and very much needed innovation. So, on behalf of literally everyone everywhere, (laughs) thank you.
2: You're uh, too kind. We're just uh, glad we can help the real heroes, the clinicians uh, on the front lines. For the last uh, several weeks, my colleagues at Twistle have been. Working pretty much round the clock to support these health systems with tools to monitor COVID nineteen patients at home, and it's exhilarating to be able to do our part. Our internal Slack channels are flooded with hashtag Patients First. It's our company mission, and it's sort of this is an opportunity for it, you know, come to life.
0: Come, We are going to talk about what your company is doing now during this unprecedented situation in some detail. But first, I do want to know more about Twistle. You've been around since 2011. How did you get off the ground, and how did you get involved with Providence?
2: Twistle started after I was leaving Nuance, which was the home for my first entrepreneurial venture, which was in automation and clinical documentation. And I was an executive at Nuance for several years, and I left to start Twistle, which was about automating clinical communications, asynchronous communications. Most healthcare IT startups will cross paths with Providence. And, and that's not just because they're one of the largest health systems in the country. They're also unusual in the fact that they are at the forefront of innovation in technology and care delivery in, in many ways. We ended up intersecting with several of their regions in Seattle in Portland in Southern California, and then those disparate pilots, if you will, evolved into a more substantial enterprise-wide arrangement and then a few months ago we uh welcomed providence ventures as a strategic investor
0: thank you colme we'll talk more about twistle shortly i'd like to get dan gallus involved here dan you've been on this podcast before you're an experienced voice having spent over 20 years on the subject of investing in the medical technology field you're also a partner at Providence Ventures, a $300 million venture capital fund created on behalf of Providence St. Joseph, which is a $24 billion healthcare system. And to date, your team has invested in 18 different innovative technologies, all now helping Providence improve health outcomes for people. So glad to have you back, Dan.
1: Yes, happy to be back, Pat. Uh, always enjoy getting on, the, getting on and participating in this environment.
0: So Dan, Comey's talked a little bit about Twistle. So I'd love to get your perspective on his company
1: Yes, well, it's it's been a great journey and been very valuable to us and a pleasure uh, for our entire team and organization to be able to get to know Colmeet and his team and seeing how the company's progressed over the last uh, several years. It's also a good example of the the model of how our venture team works with our key stakeholders within uh, Providence St. Joseph's organization and our digital innovation and strategy team, which really uh, first got involved with Colmeet and his team at Twistle uh, in an endeavor that they, that the digital strategy team had in looking at patient engagement solutions that would enable us as a system to be able to better facilitate communication between our providers and patients in a valuable way to help patients along their care journeys. And that's how they initially engaged with Twistle after evaluating a number of companies in the space that uh, claimed to do just that in terms of what they were trying to do from a value proposition for their customers' perspective. Uh, Twistle uh, differentiated itself clearly and was chosen by our digital strategy group as the solution partner of choice. And from an investment perspective, we got to you know, ride sidecar with our digital strategy team as they went through this process of evaluation and also seeing uh, Colmeet and his team and the Twistle solution in action on behalf of our clinicians through a piloting stage. So we got to know Colmeet and his team really well and see firsthand some things that we always look for in investment, which is how does the team at an early stage of a company's life really engage with an organization? In a collaborative way and and really build credibility and deliver value for an organization, especially for early stage companies who have limited resources. And can they do that effectively? And they demonstrated that, you know, in spades. The other thing was patient engagement, we believe from a thesis perspective to be a necessity for provider systems, which really were in kind of the first or second inning with respect to engaging with patients outside of the walls of our system. We needed to make it more of a longitudinal, better journey for our patients to work with us as providers through their care journeys, either episodic or, or longitudinally over their life. And we saw Twistle as an opportunity to, to really facilitate that. And the last thing, which has been, was an incredible uh, differentiator for us, which has really demonstrated itself in this time of crisis, was the flexibility of the, uh, Twistle's platform to be able to quickly be amended for different kinds of clinical pathways and uses, whether it be surgery, whether it be cases with specific chronic conditions, to a situation we're in now with the pandemic of dealing with the coronavirus, and how do we manage our patients uh, who have been diagnosed or suspected to have COVID-19? How do we work with our highly at-risk patients who we don't want coming into the hospital and seeing our clinicians unless they have significant need because of the risk of infection Twistle and Colmeet can talk more about how they've done this was early in engaging with us and our stakeholders in talking about how their solution could immediately help us uh, triage and, and facilitate better care for our patients in this time of need and we're uh, serendipitous that with this crisis coming that we had the partnership with Colmeet and his team to be able to better take advantage of that and that that close relationship to really deliver in a big way for our clinicians and patients who are at risk. So Dan, Providence is
0: also definitely in the trenches with the COVID-19 pandemic. You had the very first patient in the U.S., so you were literally ground zero. You're now obviously still treating a very large number of patients with or at risk of contracting the virus and of course protecting our healthcare workers while providing quality care to a very concerned population has been a huge topic as we try to fight this. So tell us about how uh, Providence is trying to help in this battle.
1: Providence St. Joseph's Health, which you mentioned did have the first patient that was admitted, identified as kind of patient one uh, with this pandemic. We've got 120,000 or so caregivers in our organization and, and quite frankly, it's extraordinarily humbling to be on our team and you know in an organization of caregivers that are on the front lines literally putting their lives at at risk putting their families lives at risk working tirelessly you know it's humbling for me to to be a part of the organization and my role is very different Uh, i'm not making nearly the same sacrifices that a lot of my colleagues within the organization are making so within our ventures team we appreciate it incredibly and we're doing whatever we can to try and uh, be helpful with respect to their efforts in the field and the customers and patients that we're we're working with in our communities. So you know, the first thing we've done within Providence and our in our venture capital, a Providence Ventures team, is look inwards with respect to this fight. And are there opportunities within companies in our portfolio where they've got solutions that can immediately be deployed to help in this battle? And fortunately, you know, out of the We've got 16 existing portfolio companies today. Several of them, maybe half of them, have solutions that are actually making a direct impact, specifically to the battle that we've got on the front lines in, in addressing this crisis, uh, which is really you know rewarding from our perspective. And we've really gotten involved with folks like Cole and his teams to connect with the right stakeholders within the organization, so that they can have conversations and and quickly uh, figure out ways that uh, those solutions can be directed. Uh, towards efforts uh, to be impactful. And uh, you know, with respect to Twistle in particular, you know, one of the biggest things obviously that is going on everywhere in the country with shelter in place is patients are at home, either diagnosed patients uh, who are dealing with mild symptoms, uh, others who have had exposure and are, are quarantined and, and sheltering in place uh, and monitoring themselves. And you know, of the five million plus unique patients that our system works with every year, we obviously have a, a huge number of those that are significantly at risk uh, in terms of age and underlying chronic conditions. So, how can we better care for them and monitor their conditions as well, given the the new paradigm we have here, where we really only want the folks who absolutely need care to come to our facilities uh, for care given? the the risk of infection. Uh, And Twesso is perfectly situated for that. We are immediately, I think, the first company that in our portfolio who really gave an outreach call was me to me saying, look, uh, we think we've got something here that can be pivoted towards uh, exactly what you need here. We immediately made those connections and let Kamit tell the story. I won't steal his thunder, but it did not take very long at all to get this up and running. And I would say it's amazing with respect to remote monitoring of patients and what's going on with respect to telehealth in the, the few short weeks or months that this pandemic is really being triaged. Uh, I'm probably not exaggerating when I say the number of patients that we're monitoring or have seen you know, virtually is greater than maybe the history of our 160 year organization. It's been a great journey an example of partnership uh, with Colmeet and his team that we're trying to replicate with other companies in our portfolio as well and hope they can do as well as what what they've been able to deliver thus far. I'd love to hear just exactly how
0: this remote monitoring works. So Colmeet, tell us more about remote monitoring.
2: Before I give you a sort of a high level overview of remote monitoring, just to add to what uh, Dan was saying about the digital innovation group. I heard someone there say this and kind of, it was, it sort of summarizes what's going on there, that 15 years of innovation in 15 days, there may be some exaggeration there, but the sentiment is accurate. There's an acceleration of innovation happening, how quickly they're moving, cutting through red tape. Even if the technology works, which I'm going to describe in a second, part of the challenge is how do you navigate through the the bureaucracy of these large systems. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not uh, for the faint of heart. And uh, I have to give credit there that the Digital Innovation Group at Providence has, has done that fairly swiftly, not just for us, for, for other technologies. But speaking of sort of remote monitoring, Twistle is a, we call it a care plan automation platform, which means the technology essentially treats the patient's care plan as a map of their journey to get to a better state of health. And then automatically gives the patient turn-by-turn guidance, like a healthcare GPS, if I might use that analogy, sending the appropriate message and education, video, or even an empathetic nudge, right when the patient needs it, the right message at the right time, making them feel supported and reassured and delivering data back and information back to the care team that is relevant. In an ideal state, a care team doesn't even know Twistle exists. We get triggered from an upstream system like an electronic health record or a population health system. And then we go out and we take the ball and we just basically engage with the patient. And if the patient's on track, if they're getting better, the care team doesn't even hear from us. But if they don't, then they get an alert or, it shows up on a dashboard. And so this is especially important when the patient leaves the clinic or the hospital setting. Twistle's platform has a library of hundreds of care plans. But what made the platform so relevant for the COVID crisis, the COVID-19 crisis, was that it allowed our health system customers to collaborate with us to innovate new care plans. Uh, And this is what We did in late January and February, starting with two of our health system partners.
0: Komi, time has been a factor with this pandemic. The virus moves quickly when it has the opportunity, making it very hard to keep up with both from the patient care standpoint, as well as just even the ability to innovate or move fast enough to solve problems. But you were able to quickly deploy your solution for COVID-19. Tell us more about that.
2: Glad to. So in January, there were no care plans, no maps to help a patient navigate any part of the COVID-19 journey. And then literally in days, working with a hospital in the Trinity Health System first, uh, we developed a small, simple care plan to monitor the well-being of the care team, not patients, but the care team, 161 providers who were gearing up to treat COVID-19 patients. To their credit, this team had started preparing for this emergency following the Ebola outbreak several years ago. And they understood the power of our platform that they were using in the surgical context to prepare patients before surgery and then monitor them after surgery. And they used the same platform. In fact, on their own, they innovated this pathway or what they called special pathogens. And then in February, Providence care team in Seattle, as you mentioned, it was ground zero. They worked with our clinicians to map out a care plan for uh, COVID-19 positive or presumptively positive patients who were being sent home to help them navigate their journey over a two-week period. The care plan was built and stood up over a weekend. And then within two days, we were integrated with the the electronic health record, working with our partner and another one of Providence's portfolio companies, Zelf. So now, Twistle is essentially serving as a member of the care team, if you think of us as sort of an automated member of the care team, where we're automatically checking in with the patient, the COVID at-risk patient, you say, about their breathing, their temperature, And other symptoms, potentially getting data from devices. It could be several times a day if needed. With older patients, you may want to check in more frequently. With patients that are doing fine, you could reduce that frequency. So the cadence, the frequency, the timing, and the content of this engagement, of these check ins, can vary with the goal of giving the patient a very personalized experience. It's not one size fits all. And depending on how the patient's Data is trending. Twistle's algorithm will alert the care team if and when a patient's recovery is off track. In the COVID 19 case, especially, the care team needed dashboards. Think of air traffic control, if you will, for the care team to keep track of hundreds of patients at home and with appropriate indicators, red, orange, green, other flags, so that the care team can focus in on those patients who need to be assisted first. And only if needed, brought into the hospital. We started this with Providence, and now we're doing this with several health systems around the country. As of this hour, I just checked the dashboard that we're looking at. There are a thousand thirty-three patients in flight. If you you know stick with the air traffic control uh, analogy, there that they're on track, being monitored right now. And because our client care teams, you know, that are on the front lines are learning in real time because this is a brand new condition they're dealing with, our pathways, the care plans, the maps, if you will, are improving constantly. Our clinical and professional services team, working with all these care teams at other health systems, especially Providence's, has become a repository of sort of best practices to serve patients. And it's because of that experience that uh, we're seeing uh, lots of health systems reach out to us this weekend, over a weekend. This is not an exaggeration. I mean, it's unprecedented in my 20 years in healthcare IT. 150 hospital health systems brought us in. They're signed. They went through the full-blown compliance and security reviews and all the uh, bureaucratic steps that you have to go through and brought us in to help patients uh, in 20 of the states that they serve. Uh, although our entire team is sleep deprived, as I said earlier, we're exhilarated by this opportunity to serve these amazing clinicians. I mean, uh, you know, they're, at, they're on the front lines taking immense risk to take care of these patients.
0: That there is no precedent for this pandemic is definitely a regular refrain. As an innovator, call Me, what do you take away? What do you learn from this?
2: Immediately. You know, the lessons learned for us, our product and engineering team has pretty much set aside its typical roadmap, and it's working as intensely as our clinical and professional services team to provide specific additional features to our client care teams to manage these large volumes of patients at home safely. And then they want the information and the data and the reporting back so our clients And we, we can do analytics. So does it matter that we're sending patients home with pulse ox meters? You know, we're we're trying to do some analyses around that. Our clients who are under considerable fiscal duress, you know, want to make sure that they're capturing all the information that they need to capture so that they can account and bill for these services eventually. We haven't had the bandwidth to focus on the learnings for the future once this pandemic subsides. You know, we are quite clear, everyone is, that healthcare will look very different. And and we plan to innovate to serve that future, generally sticking with our theme of automation and patient empowerment, which I think will be just as relevant in the post-COVID world. So we, we're going to continue to leverage technology to automate. As much as we can, so the care team can focus on higher order activities in the COVID case, it's obvious, but this will be true later on also. and providing you know empathetic and personalized care plans to patients to get them more involved as true partners with the care team. So the innovations that are getting accelerated for us will, I think, be just as relevant. And then you know we do know that telehealth is going to be the dominant theme, and telehealth is much more. Than just a video visit, and so there is innovation discussion that we're having and by our virtual water coolers right now. But uh, what the specific plans are, we need we need a few months before we can finalize those.
0: as you mentioned, we will hopefully someday return to a kind of normalcy there in in our lives that we'll get through this thing. But I do think people feel in general like things won't really be the same at least not for some time. So Dan, question for you, looking forward a bit, what does this now mean for Providence or, or Providence Ventures specifically? Will this have a lasting effect on how you work with the companies you've partnered with, like uh, Twistle?
1: Yeah, Pat, I, th- I mean, you're right. I think there's, uh, it's hard to imagine that you know, they say that this effect won't be significant both near-term and longer-term in a number of different ways, specifically as it relates to the healthcare industry. You know, from a Providence Ventures perspective, from our venture capital arm perspective, in a number of ways we're you know, we we operate like a traditional financial venture investor. So seeking uh, risk reward adjusted returns that we need to think how this will impact. There's obviously a lot of near term challenges with respect to dealing with this crisis from a a humanity perspective. It's obviously going to have a huge impact and is on the economy uh, and the financial markets. And, you know, for the foreseeable future, we, we know there's going to be a significant effect on healthcare systems from an industry perspective that will impact the companies that we invest in that look to serve them, you know, folks like Providence St. Joseph's Health. So I think in the near term, obviously, there are going to be these challenges, and we work with our companies to figure out. And it already are. And I think the venture capital industry is, is very adept at doing so, engaging with their companies quickly and figuring out uh, what adjustments need to be made, both in terms of strategies, you know, near term, what are the impacts, what do we need to do from a forecasting perspective, a spending forecast perspective, uh, and doing what's right for the business. We also have a strategic bet within Providence. And as we talked about and how we work with colmeet and, and the team at Twistle, I think it's a unique opportunity for us to engage even tighter with the companies that are our partners, both for the situation as it relates to working through this COVID-19 crisis, but also uh, in general, I think going forward, we're going to have the opportunity to engage even in even more tightly with our stakeholders through this experience where they've they've been able to live this even more than we have in the past, how we can add value, how our companies can add more value, how we can deliver more value back to our companies in helping them help us, which is transferable to the rest of the market. So, you know, we're looking for silver linings here, and there are definitely those to be had. The other part I'd say from a an industry perspective is, wow, uh, Colby said, you know, Fifteen years of innovation in, in 15 days, which apparently somebody in my digital innovation team said as well, uh, which I love. I, I think not by design and uh, but desperate you know times call for desperate measures, but things like telemedicine, things that have been around for some time, but the utilization has been very low, virtual visits, remote monitoring, certainly having a pickup and, and gaining steam. Wow, there's not going to be a clinician or consumer in the United States, at least, that's not very familiar with this afterwards. And just having that experience and, and breaking down the barriers of what is this, what's it like from a clinician perspective, how does this impact my practice? I think we're going to have a significant change with respect to uh, care delivery that's going to make things much better and more efficient in an appropriate way downstream. So from a long-term change, I'm still optimistic. I think this is by necessity bringing things that quicker to market and into practice that otherwise might have taken longer. The risk aversion that our industry, appropriately so, has uh, around adoption of new technologies sometimes in terms of do no harm to patients has changed because the equation's changed where we need to do as much as we can in a situation where we are searching for what to do. So uh, longer term, you know, I think uh, we will get back on track. We will continue to innovate I'm excited about the long term and how some of this will push us differently. Obviously, near term and working through this crisis from a humanity and and other challenges perspective is, uh, you know, we're we're digging in and, and continuing to work hard.
0: Call meat. As Dan knows, I ask a version of this question every podcast. I'm going to put a little twist on it, just given the state of the world right now. Given everything that's going on, how should new startups New
2: innovators,
0: how should they be thinking about the field of healthcare technology right now?
2: So, um, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, and you might think that I have something, um, some expert advice to give, but, you know, given how I feel every day as an entrepreneur, uh, there's some level of uh, indigestion every day that you, you deal with because you don't feel like you know it. You know, you don't want to make the same mistakes again, but so I I can share with you some of the things that are are mistakes that we've made uh, to the extent that they help with other entrepreneurs. There's a tendency for innovators to get enamored with technology without sort of stepping back and really thinking about what is best for the patient. And more importantly, is it cost effective for the provider? I'll give you an example in this very pandemic. So our platform supports smart connected devices we can connect into devices it's really cool you get data off of a blood pressure cuff automatically and we can nudge the patients based on that data we've done it it's it's doable in the covid-19 case our clients could have sent patients home with smart devices a smart pulse oximeter or a smart thermometer which would have cost them an order of magnitude greater than just a pale, plain old manual pulse oximeter And a thermometer, which the patient or the patient's family member would have to enter the data manually. Now, understandably, technologists and I've 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 gotten calls about this effect who who have really cool wearables are enamored with the cooler devices, but our clients couldn't afford them, especially given the uh, scale of this pandemic. And what's more important, the manual devices were good enough; they did a good enough job, and they're doing the job right now. So it's a perfect example of you can get enamored of like how cool the technology is you can geek out on it and and it, it it's it's uh, it the product market fit just isn't there i'll stress this i think in this coming environment entrepreneurs are going to have to be even more sensitive than they had to be pre covid about the financial implications of their innovations understanding that our healthcare buyers Are, as I said, in some of our hospitals, and the executives have told me that they're losing millions of dollars a day. And so we just have to be thoughtful about what we do in the post COVID world. And the other thing you have to understand uh, is that healthcare buyers face an onslaught of uh, just, they're overwhelmed with new ideas and they have limited bandwidth uh, and limited budgets, and which will be, as I said, even more constrained in the future. So picking your targets, finding product market fit early, helping the health systems with revenue, you know, and then cost savings. Everyone will come out and claim, you know, we're going to reduce costs. How credible is that? I would suggest to innovators in healthcare, IT, you know, to be prepared to be extremely rigorous about that analysis.
0: It's great advice and um, much appreciated by our listeners, I'm sure. I'm going to throw this question out to both of you. Just tell me a little bit about what you see happening with Twistle, potentially just even over the coming months. Where will you focus your energy now in your partnership together?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. You know, again, it's an interesting thing that no one would have ever wanted to be the case, but the help that Colmead and his team and Twistle and their solution have been able to deliver for us, I think is, is only going to further and accelerate the partnership longer term. You know, I think we'll be heads down here. You know, through this pandemic and working our way through that, prior to that, we'd already deployed, we've got 51 hospitals in our system, and uh, Twistle was deployed across a third of our hospitals already with plans to go live uh, across a, a number more of them and continue to expand to different kinds of use cases, primarily being utilized around pre- and post-surgical engagement to help patients through that journey be better prepared and 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 have a better experience through that in entirety of the leading up to a procedure and then the recovery after and helping our clinicians manage those patients better, but also in a lot of other capacities around chronic health, condition management, and so forth. Uh, So coming out of this, the credibility that they're going to have built even more broadly within our organization, I think the learnings that not only we have, but they're having in terms of what this platform can do on a fly and how quickly. I think a lot of learnings from that. So, from a collaboration perspective, I think the relationships being built here, the demonstration of value, the coming together of people to try and you know solve something that no one imagined could be the case. I think there will be a tighter bond there as well. So, uh, I do look forward, and uh, would be shocked if we don't have a situation that you know the expansion of how we work with. Twist all the different ways we we work with Colmeet and his team, and the solution isn't accelerated as we move through time here.
2: Yeah, I would add to that that, and this is sort of also advice for other entrepreneurs in healthcare. You know, there's a benefit of having a partner like Providence, and then you know, either as a customer and as an or as an investor or both. They were much better and a stronger company because of that partnership. I mean, they're demanding. Which makes us better. And I know as the shift towards telehealth said broadly, I'm expecting already, I, even in the COVID crisis, I mean, our product roadmap has been strongly influenced by what Providence's front lines are asking for. And I only expect that to continue. And then, you know, the opportunity to, to grow, we are signing on new clients because of the Providence relationship. And so, that's something that I, I just expect to see further growth as a consequence of of that relationship and the strategic guidance that that we get, uh, especially as we enter the post-COVID world.
0: Come Singh, Dan Gallis, best of luck as you both continue to help bring the COVID-19 pandemic under control. I can't thank you enough for being here today.
2: But thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, talk soon.
0: That's the conclusion of this episode of Providence Ventures Radio, where we talk about funding the future of healthcare. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show or want to let us know about your own experience with the COVID-19 pandemic, please do so. Check out the Prov Innovation channel on Medium and leave your thoughts or follow Providence Ventures on Twitter. Thanks for listening. We look forward to talking again.